Produced by women about women, Powerful Women Let's Talk is a series of interviews with women who are trailblazers and have helped shape our world, transforming who we are and how we live. Hello, everyone. Time for Powerful Women Let's Talk. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Jennifer Moss. It is a pleasure to bring you today's powerful woman, Dr. Vicki Harris. Dr. Harris is the Chief People and Culture Officer at Our Daily Bread Ministries. She joined the organization in 2013, and she holds a dual master's degree in human resources and business administration. She received two honorary doctorate degrees in global humanities for Africa and Latin America. Our Daily Bread Ministries is a global ministry with 38 offices around the world and distributing resources in 150 different languages and countries. And they are noted for their mission to make the life-changing wisdom of the Bible understandable and accessible to all. And so we welcome you, Thank you. Dr. Harris. Mm -hmm. So a little bit more about you before mm -hmm. we get into our conversation for real. As a global human resource professional, Dr. Harris travels around the world, literally <laughs> sharing her passion to help and train leaders and staff members in various topics, such as team effectiveness, human resource disciplines, diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as other organizational and leadership development programs. And before joining Our Daily Bread Ministries, Dr. Harris served in human resources for over 20 years with another Christian publishing house and legal search firm. She's also the president of Global Women Who Lead, mm -hmm. a program designed to train and inspire female leaders to pursue their God-given gifts and talents to the world. And I know she's been the recipient of many awards <laughs> over the years as well, and so glad to welcome you, Dr. Vicki Harris. Today's powerful women. So let's talk. Thank you. It's great to be here. So you, you know, in earnest and, and to be honest, full disclosure, we haven't talked in a bit in ages, but I know Dr. Harris, I, I of course follow you on Facebook as well. And I've seen all the wonderful places that you have an opportunity to visit literally around the world. Uh, but those visits aren't without a purpose. Tell us about the vision and purpose behind what you do and what you're doing. Thank you. Well, as the Chief People and Culture Officer for our Daily Bread Ministries, we visit each of our regions. We have offices in the UK, in Asia Pacific, in Latin America and Africa, India and Canada. And so I have the opportunity to visit all of those regions to really help them to set policy, to make sure that we're making an impact in the region, to make sure that HR is is functioning well and that we're meeting the needs of our people. Our motto is that we want to make sure that all of our employees are thriving. And so when it relates to diversity, as it relates to just employee issues, we want to make sure that our leaders are caring for our employees well. And again, too, at the heart of the work is to make sure you all look at making sure people are well taken care of and also purposing yourselves to give them the word. Yes, yes. Spreading the gospel is number one, number one for us. And our employees are committed to doing that. We make sure that not just in the regions do we do that, but all around the world, our products are, are just translated into 150 languages. We also have audio that we do on radio because some places don't have the opportunity to read the actual written word. Mm -hmm. And so we make it available in all types of different formats. Digital is something that's huge for us now because a lot of people are on their phones mm -hmm. and so we have digital apps for the daily devotion that goes out to people that only have a source of their phone they don't have a tv they don't have anything else but they have their phone and they can read the our daily bread okay you're also trying to 
broaden it to the younger audience. Yes, the well younger like audience. A lot of places are doing that. Yes, younger, more diverse audience is what we're trying to do. We really want to make sure that we get God's word out there to people so that they can grow in the word of God, especially the next generation. Now you have quite the accomplished career. Mm -hmm. Are you, one of my big questions always is, are you enjoying the journey? I am enjoying the journey. It's been a long journey. I have been doing HR for over 30 years now, and I still enjoy it. The global work is really satisfying. It's fulfilling. The travel gets a little difficult sometimes because of the length of travel, but I thoroughly enjoy it. And being able to meet the different cultures, being able to learn about their cultures, being able to find out how we can help them better to grow and to develop into who God really wants them to be as a leader, but just as a citizen. And it's very fulfilling. I was going to say, because you're entrenched. I mean, those trips, I can't imagine mm -hmm. um, on the regular because you do them so often. We're talking about transatlantic. I mean, you're going from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, it's not a, a hard turn to go to Asia and then go somewhere else mm -hmm. after that. That's correct. That correct. We'll go to Asia Pacific, which is probably a 24-hour trip. <laughs> and then uh, from there to Brazil or to the UK um, or to Indonesia. You know, it, it's, it's far-reaching. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, but you are enjoying it. So, and, and we talk about, when we talk about powerful women, mm -hmm. you know, the idea is to encourage other women and, and with our stories, mm -hmm. with our journey. Mm -hmm. um, have there been any barriers that you've encountered along the way as you've traveled along your mm -hmm. career's path? Definitely. People see that I'm chief officer now, but they don't know the story behind mm -hmm. it. And so I like to share that in my sessions and in my mentoring uh, relationships that we all have had to overcome obstacles and barriers. My particular ones has been in the area of racism, in the area of sexism, and my own defeating, not knowing my own identity was probably a barrier that I've kind of put on myself because of the external things that were coming against me. And so to be able to overcome all of those things, I'm passionate about diversity, equity, inclusion, as well as cultural intelligence, because I interact with so many different cultures. I want to make sure that I have the empathy that's needed to be successful, but still I had to overcome their idea of a woman in leadership. That was a huge thing. And just well, especially over, a black woman, especially a black woman in leadership. Absolutely. Yes, especially a black woman in leadership. And I've had questions like, who are you? Where did you come from? What are you? <laughs> because it's hard to tell sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I've had to have, you know, conversations to just give them a little bit more information about my background. And when I've, when I've been able to say, I'm actually African American, I do have some other nationalities um, in my DNA, but I recognize as African American. And it's so interesting that some people will say, Oh, no, are you really? Mm -hmm. I was like, Yes. Yeah, so, well, why? is that a negative for you and it opens up the door for some good conversation about stereotypes and and sexism against women in leadership or African Americans especially in the different countries they don't quite understand and so it opens up the door for some great opportunity to discuss it and dialogue about well, it and dialogue is mm -hmm. key and I would imagine that in some of the countries that you're traveling mm -hmm. to being a female number one mm -hmm. for some countries mm -hmm. and then top it off being an African-American mm -hmm. female 
that could open up big discussion yes. on on so many levels yes because yes. it's not a norm it's not a norm it, it's it's better than it used to be 10 years ago but we still have a long ways to go and so just being okay to not get upset with them but just help them understand first of all who I am and then it just opens the door for more dialogue but what's so interesting is growing up I did not know my identity because I was called albino. I was called half-breed. I was called all of these different things that really, I think, impeded me to really grow in terms of my own identity and self-care and self-love. And so once I was able to get over those obstacles, then it's interesting that now God uses that in all of the different countries that I go to, and it helps to break down those barriers. between us and different countries. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. I can see that. So as you face those challenges, those obstacles, those barriers as as you move through and along on your journey, what has it taken as you, you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. it and touched upon it, but to really to solidify and find your own voice, mm-hmm. to to know who you are, and be comfortable in your own skin, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. It really takes, I think, a lot of prayer, for sure. Um, that's my relationship, and that's our, our daily bread. We actually come together quite often and pray about different situations and issues mm-hmm. that we face. The other thing is just making sure that you understand to have people around you that support you, people that build you up and not necessarily tear you down and people that are encouraging and inspiring. I make sure that I have those people around me to make sure that that helps me to say, it's okay to be you. It's okay to bring all of you to the table. And the other thing is understanding diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's for everybody. We're all unique. We're all different. But how can we really just grow and develop those differences, but be able to really embrace them? And be okay with that. Be okay with that. Yeah, be okay with that. It's a great thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. It would be kind of boring if we were all the same. Exactly. It would be very boring. (laughs) Very boring. (laughs) It's really good. Good to see God's creation and all of the different cultures and nationalities and be able to glean on what do we have in common versus what's different. I know you work with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What are some of the leadership traits and styles that you like to see in the people that you work with and perhaps in those that you mentor? Mm-hmm. That's a great question, Jen. I think for me is shepherd leadership is huge for me. And most people, you don't talk, people don't talk about that anymore. And, and it's not really a, a um, trend right now, but it matters how you treat people. And I always tell people to make sure that you treat people how you want to be treated so care and integrity and empathy and having strong character is important for me integrity all of those things are important for me so I try to really share that with others that I'm mentoring or that I'm teaching and training the other thing is is time balance time management and balance those Mm -hmm. are things that are very important as well for leadership Absolutely. Especially women, because we try to do it all. (laughs) I know. Another question about that coming up. Um, So what inspired you as you look back and kind of take a glance on your journey and your career um, to do this work? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know your your human resources background, you know, the places you go, we talked about, they do look glamorous, Mm -hmm. but it's not always easy and it's a lot of work. But what inspired you to do this to begin with? Because you had 
20 years in another company mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. I think what started me, and really, um, I would contribute that to my mom. My mom was a strong black woman. She was one that was divorced when I was 10 years old. And so I saw the hardship of that. I saw the hard work and the diligence and the focus and the discipline that she had. Uh, and so that became part of my DNA. And so that inspired me to never give up to continue working, to, to be in the a role of human resources or diversity or cultural intelligence, it is not easy work. It is a work that takes somebody having some good resilience, some perseverance, and just not giving up, but continuing on the journey. So that became a part of my DNA. And so that helps me, it inspired me. I started volunteering. Uh, My mom was a social worker, and so I always had different people in our homes and foster care worker and all of that. And so that helped me to give, want to give back to other people, to learn about different cultures. And it just inspired me to really just continue to just branch out and not stay in my comfort zone and not worry about all of the obstacles, but how can I keep pressing forward and doing what I feel passionate about. It's kind of like you came full circle. It did. You came full circle. Yeah. Forward. Yep. So we talked about getting it all done. So many women feel the pressure of mm-hmm. getting it all done. Mm-hmm. How are you balancing your professional life and your personal life nowadays? Your kids are grown. Yes, Mike. I have three adult children. So yeah, that's yep. quite the accomplishment as well. Mm-hmm. So and they're all doing well. They're great citizens and doing well. I think what helps me is because I teach and train balance. I teach all of the principles of time management. So you practice what you preach. And every time I teach it, I learn something more that I have to do within my life. It's I make sure that I have good time balance. I make sure that I have things that are um, organized. I'm very organized with my time. And I've learned to say no to what's not important in my life. That's key. Yeah, that's key. Because otherwise you end up saying yes to so many things. You don't end up fulfilling what's truly important to you. Yep. So, and what are some of the ways that you now relax with family, with friends, and whatnot? That's a great question. Need to find more time for relaxation. Because you're always on the road. So, I mean, how are you spending that time when you're not? I make sure because family is important to me and my husband we've been married 35 years as of November 28th oh, coming up yeah so it's great I, I still like him um, <laughs> that's <so>. good too <laughs> but I make time for family we are family oriented my husband loves family he loves hosting family so whenever I return then we always get together so that we have that family time mm-hmm. if, whether it's an evening whether it's a Sunday afternoon we make sure that we get together and we have a touch point to see how is everybody doing because they face some of the same obstacles that I've had to face and I just want to be able to be a resource for them as well absolutely Mm -hmm. so coming off of that and being there for fam and and having that family time Mm -hmm. easy breezy question my favorite question what makes you laugh a lot of things. I, I, I have, I do. I love joy. I love peace. I love to be around different people. And what makes me laugh is I think I love jokes. I, I just lo- like to have a good time. I really do. I enjoy having a good time with people. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy that. That's key. Yeah. And and so, so much is happening, Vicki, in mm-hmm. the, the world in which we live in today. And people are often looking for just that little bitty word of mm-hmm. encouragement. Do you by chance have a favorite saying, a motto, anything or scripture that you use to encourage mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and perhaps mm-hmm. others? Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's always, th- this is such a time that there's so much going on in our world. And because I'm in several different countries and people are facing just very different situations. I always encourage people to give thanks in all things. It's not that you enjoy what you're going through, but if you can find the positiveness of it, if you can find the lessons in it, and if you can be encouraged throughout the process, then that will help you. It's just simply to give thanks in all things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a good word to end on. Dr. Vicki Harris, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks so much. So nice to catch up with you, you again. And thank you all for joining us for another edition of Powerful Women Let's Talk. I'm Jennifer Moss. Do enjoy the day. Produced by women, about women. These powerful podcasts focus on powerful women and how their strength transforms who we are and how we live. Want to hear more powerful women Let's Talk? Get additional interviews at WGVU.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and subscribe. Powerful Women Let's Talk is produced by WGVU at the Meyer Public Broadcast Center at Grand Valley State University. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of WGVU, its underwriters, or Grand Valley State University.